What's up, guys? Manny Carrera, your real estate resource, and this is episode number four of Whiskey Wednesday podcast sessions, where we talk to influencers, entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers over a glass of some fine whiskey. Today, we're going to be drinking Four Roses, and I'm going to be joined by me. I'm going to be actually sharing my story with you guys. We're going to take a different approach today. Um, You know, last couple of interviews, we were able to have some guests on and talk about, you know, their stories. Today, I really want to kind of shine the light on my story a little bit about, you know, what I'm doing, why I came to El Paso, um, you know, trusting the process, uh, law of attraction, and a whole bunch of, you know, other things that I've learned over the last year, my first year in real estate. So I'm really excited to, you know, kind of give you guys some information on me, maybe that you didn't know or you already know. So cool, you know, I really wanted to take the time to uh, to kind of, you know, talk a little bit about me, as selfish as that may sound. Um, a lot of people don't really know my story, uh, and I think it's really important, especially if people really want to, you know, kind of understand me or, you know, a little bit about me. So, you know, born and raised here in El Paso, obviously, um, been here, uh, you know, I've been back in El Paso. I, I moved about four and a half years ago out to Miami, Florida. I was doing sales uh, here in El Paso for Verizon, uh, Verizon Wireless out in Cielo Vista Mall. That was my first uh, sales job. And, um, you know, I saw a lot of success my first year. Uh, a lot of things happened that, that, that year that I, that I did see that success. Um, a lot of growing happened for me. I was, you know, working an hourly job. Um, and I was very comfortable. I didn't have a lot of goals. I didn't have a lot of ambition uh, and I wasn't really motivated. I was just kind of going with the flow and I was just kind of, you know, in a routine. And I felt like that for a lot of years um, leading up to my first sales job. But, um, you know, when I did get my first sales job, uh, I feel like it kind of just helped me with my personality. It kind of helped me, you know, get a little bit more out there. So, you know, I started my first sales job at Verizon here in Cielo Vista Mall, learned how to network, learned how to hustle, learned, you know, what a 12 to 14 hour day looks like. Um, And I learned also what setting goals does for you, you know? So it was a real, it was kind of a real eye opener for me to be able to be around a new circle of people, a new circle, a new influence of people that were hungry, that were motivated. Um, when I was none of those things, I wasn't really, you know, I had none of those characteristics. So, you know, Verizon and my first sell job really changed me. Uh, saw a lot of success, got promoted out to Verizon, and uh, I was managing a whole bunch of stores out there. So, you know, leading up to, you know, my transition back to El Paso, um, I feel like I I really grew a lot out there. Um, you know, I mentioned the routine that I was stuck in, and the things that I you know the characteristics that I lacked. And um, for me, it was kind of just like a reset button. I got out to Miami, and I had no friends, no family. I was just out there by myself, you know. And it was it was a really good time for me to reflect um, on everything, on what I wanted to do, on you know the image that I had portrayed on on social media, the image that I had portrayed to my friends, my family, um, it, it was just a, a step back for me to kind of get a full perspective on you know, who I am and what I really wanted to do. So my first year in Miami was super fun. Uh, got a really, really cool spot in uh, Dayton, Florida, really cool location. And um, 
it was really cool. I mean, my first year, the only friends that I had were work buddies. So, you know, we were working 12 hours a day and then we had no time to go out. So we would just probably hang out at each other's houses, drinking some beers, uh, eating some dinner and then calling it a night, starting fresh the next morning. So I didn't have too much of a social life, especially my first year. It was nothing but grinding. I didn't see the beach even. Um, so probably my second month in Miami, which is really sad for a lot of people. Um, being so close to the beach, you could smell the water and I couldn't even go because I had to work every single day, uh, opening up my stores, recruiting, hiring and things like that. So um, my first year was really fun though. You know, aside from working all the time, uh, I got to experience a new city. I got to experience so much culture. Uh, you had Colombians, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans. Uh, you had people from Peru. You had people from Nicaragua. You just had so many different cultures coming together. And uh, it was a real melting pot out there for uh, for me. You know, it was a really good experience for me to just talk to different people and different walks of life. Um, and that's also where I kind of understood that home is where you call it. Um, I think that you know, being here in El Paso, I, I loved the city so much before I left, but all my friends and, and everybody that I knew around me was always trying to get out of El Paso. And um, I wasn't really ever trying to get out of El Paso. It just an opportunity came to me and I took it. But when I got out to Miami, you know, I would assume that Miami, I'm being in Miami. This is one of the coolest cities in the, in the country. Everybody wants to live here. But the people that lived there and that grew up there wanted to get out just as bad as people from El Paso wanted to get out, you know? So that's where I kind of had my first lesson in Miami is, you know, the circle that you're around or the people that are around you really have a big influence on, on the person that you are. So these people that were complaining in Miami that they wanted to get out, that there's no opportunity there, you know, they sounded like people that were from the small from a small city, you know, and these people were in a big city where us from El Paso would look over there and say, there's tons of opportunity. Um, but, you know, it's the same thing. So I kind of realized, you know, it all just depends on your circle. It really just depends on your goals and your ambitions, because no matter where you go, it's going to be the same shit. If you don't have those characteristics, if you don't have those values, if you don't have those, those um, you know, those ambitions and those, those goals, um, you're, you're going to be in the same place no matter where you go. It doesn't matter what city you're in. So that was one of my first lessons. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, over time I stayed out there and it was great. A uh, couple years later, you know, three years later, things at work, you know, kind of started turning or changing uh, to a point where I just wasn't happy. I realized and I had an epiphany um, one day on my balcony in Miami, downtown, uh, that I just wasn't happy. I wasn't 100% happy. And that to me bothered me, um, you know, because... For me, I think it's important to be happy no matter what you do. Money isn't always everything. And that's one of those epiphanies that I had. I just was chasing the wrong thing. So, uh, you know, long story short, um, I learned a lot out there in Florida. I learned a lot in Miami. And uh, for me, I, you know, I, I really liked where I was and what I was doing. But I, I still felt deep down in my gut that I should be doing something better and bigger. So... You know, I want to talk a little bit about, before I, I get into the full story of, you know, why I came to El Paso, you know, I want to talk a little bit about law of attraction because this is kind of what brought me back to El Paso. Um, you know, for me, law of attraction, I never really understood that. I never really understood that term when people would talk about it. 
uh, law of attraction. It's all about what you manifest and, you know, and your what, what's coming in your life is only because that's what you're attracting. And I didn't understand that until I picked up a couple books, YouTubed a couple, you know, videos and watched a couple documentaries when I really understood the law of attraction and, you know, everything that you do want in your life, it does come to you if you think about it. And and not only think about it, I mean, not just to say think about it, but you have to live, breathe it, you know? Anything that you want to do, anything that you do want in life, um, aside from just wanting and then thinking about it and, and manifesting it, you know, you also have to have some hard work behind it. So, you know, I, I, I learned what manifestation was and law of attraction and... At the time in my life in Miami that I wanted to learn about these things and that I was interested about learning these things, I was interested in learning them because I was at a low point in my life. Um, I, I was going through a lot of stuff out there in Florida. I wasn't happy. Um, even though I had a cool car and a cool uh, you know, condo and, and I was making money, it's, a whole bunch was missing from me and I, I couldn't understand why. I couldn't understand it. And it frustrated me. So... Um, you know, December of 2015, I ended up uh, leaving Verizon. And when I left Verizon, it was, I didn't know what to do. It was, it was December, the busiest month in sales, and I left. But I knew deep down in my gut, I knew that my happiness was worth, was worth more than, you know, me being stuck at a job or being stuck in a position that I wasn't 100% happy in. So... For me, you know, leaving leaving Verizon and, you know, not having a job, I was jobless. I didn't know what to do. Um, it, was a, it was a real difficult situation for me, even though I had money saved, um, you know, for the rest of the year for me to live on. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. So I used that time. I, I, I you know, I went with my intuition. I went with my gut feeling and I used that time to really, really devote it to myself. I really focused 100% on myself. And I'm talking about everything from my health to, you know, looking, looking deep into my soul as deep as I could to, you know, figure me out. And um, so, you know, law of attraction, you know, once I learned that, you know, everything that you manifest, everything that you want, you know, as long as you keep wanting it and wanting it and, and you, you make and your actions meet that want, you know, those things do end up coming in your life and it's crazy. But when I left, when I left Verizon, um, I immediately, like within that week, uh, was joined by a group of the most motivated entrepreneurs that I've ever met um, out in Miami, Florida. It was, uh, they were with a network marketing company and um, that's when I got into network marketing, you know. So that first year of, of not being employed anywhere, um, I took on network marketing. And for me, it changed my entire life. It changed my mindset. Um, and that's really where it changed, you know, everything. It wasn't so much of an income thing. It was more of a, of a mental thing. And for me, those 12 months of not working for anybody and just focusing on growing my, my, my mind and expanding it was the best best investment to date like I've never made a better investment um that year I ate shit I mean I I was humble uh the cool thing about Miami is that there's so much things to do without money so I was at the beach and I had the dopest tan uh you know that anybody ever had because um you know for me I just focused on growing my mind you know so 
long story short, you know, I saw success in, in uh, you know, network marketing also. I was able to really build a, a strong foundation for myself um, where I was able to give and share and help people, um, you know, all across the nation that I never even met, you know, get healthier or, you know, become business owners and learn the fundamentals of business. Um, and I was able to teach these people these things, you know, for free. Uh, I wasn't charging them anything. So for me, it really kind of sparked my interest also in just helping people. That's that's when I started realizing, like, I really want to help people. For me, this is such a, a, a thing that the world lacks right now is that everything is monetized. Everything, YouTube, anything that you do is so monetized right now that, um, you know, you can't get help for free. It's, it's hard. Unless, of course, you, YouTube, I mean, that's the biggest free, you know, database of information that we have but you know meeting individuals um and them giving you time and giving you their time for free is very rare um so that's something that i really you know really quick realize that something as little as unmonetary as giving just my time to somebody can have a huge effect on their life and maybe just slightly just alter you know the path that they were going to a different path and for me that's more rewarding than a check so I realized that in network marketing I realized that you know I loved to help people and I loved also to build businesses I loved to market I loved to network and all these things just came together that year you know I learned so much and I literally felt invincible I felt like a millionaire and I was broke you know I, I didn't have money I had money for the rent, I had money for my groceries, I had money for everything else, but I felt like a millionaire because I was encircled and around um, millionaires, you know? So that law of attraction, you know, everything kind of started lining up in my life. Um, and, you know, a year into network marketing, I decided, you know, I want something bigger. Like, I feel like my mind is so strong right now. My, you know, the foundation that I have right now, the foundation that I built for myself, my work ethic, my ethics, my ambition, my goals, everything has just magnetized and magnified like by 100. So I felt ready for the next step. I felt ready for something big. And I was thinking about it. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Just like everybody, you know, everybody goes through this part in life where they don't know what to do. They don't know what they should be doing. They don't know where to go next. And I went through that too. I didn't know what to do. I started looking at Craigslist for jobs. I went to uh, car dealerships, trying to sell exotic cars. I was like, what if I sell exotic cars? That's cool. That's going to be big. Um, but I was like, I need something bigger than that. I need to be changing people's lives, not just putting them in a car. Um, so, you know, for me, I started realizing, you know, long term, if I want to help people, if I do want to help these people, you know, I had no money to do it. I could only donate and give my time. But I realized that if I really want to be a big influence on people's life, if I really want to change things, I can't help anybody if I can't help myself. You know, so if I don't have money to even help myself, then I can't help the people that I want to help. I can't do the things that I want to do. I can only donate my time, which is very valuable to me. But, you know, sometimes time doesn't always pay the bills for somebody or doesn't always, you know, put somebody through college or, you know, things like that. So I realized, you know, even though I went through that one year of eating shit, of not making money, 
not not money that I'm you know that I was making at Verizon. I took a step back to take ten step forward. Um, so for me, you know, when I when I realized that I have to help myself before I can help somebody else, I changed my priorities and I realized you know money follows it doesn't lead. And I'm gonna say that again because there's a lot of people yelling in the background, but money follows it doesn't lead. You know, so that's 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 the one of the you know, life-changing moments that I realized too, like, I was focused on money and it didn't make me happy. So then I focused on not making money and helping people and it made me super happy. But then I realized that I need money at the end of it to stay happy and stay healthy and then still help people, you know? So it all came back to money. But, you know, that quote, money follows, it doesn't lead. I really, truly believe in it because... At the end of the day, if I do focus on helping people, if I can help somebody get out of a situation that they're in because they need to sell their house or they need that extra money for, you know, this family emergency and they have a piece of land that's sitting out in the middle of nowhere, um, you know, somebody needs to get a house within the next 30 days or somebody just needs somebody to talk to. Somebody, you know, needs a little help or a shoulder. Those are all things that I wanted to do for people. So I realized, that, you know, I need to still make money. But I need to focus on helping people on the way. And I guarantee, you know, money's going to follow. And it did. Um, you know, I went with my gut. And I've just, you know, from all the mentors and all the people that were successful and that I learned from in that one year, they all had similar stories. They all came from nothing. And they dedicated, you know, so much time, so much energy for free. They did it all for free. You know, Bill Gates used to do shit for free before he started getting paid, you know? Everybody did it. Um, And that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand is that they start monetizing right away. You know, they start trying to make money off of everybody, off of every situation, when nowadays, there's too much of that, you know? So I think taking that step back to take all these steps forward, all these steps forward, um, for me was was a real eye-opener and a real game-changer in my life. You know, after that whole year of being in network marketing and having that mentality and being changed that much, you know, I honestly feel like it really changed my life because one thing that happened was I came up with some crazy ass goals, Um, you know, coming from somebody that never had goals, was never motivated, had no ambition to do anything um, and didn't know really where he was going or what he was going to do, you know. These multi-millionaires that I was hanging out with and that I was learning from, they really showed me how to develop and plan goals and set goals. So, you know, some of my long-term goals, you know, were scary for me at the time because I had nothing. And I had nothing. I hadn't started anything. I hadn't done anything. I was just doing network marketing and I had a bunch of ideas on the future and where this could go. Um, I hadn't even done real estate yet. I hadn't even thought about real estate yet. But, um, you know, I had this mentality. So, you know, leading up to it, I just leading up to that entire year of of doing network marketing, I really wanted to do something bigger. So I started thinking about all these different things. And as I mentioned, you know, I I checked out, you know, car dealerships, Craigslist ads and everything. And then I started, you know, reading about what millionaires were doing, where millionaires were putting their money and every millionaire was doing the same thing. They were buying real estate. 
You know, it all came back to real estate, real estate, real estate, real estate. So, you know, for me being um, aware enough to understand that even though I want to help people, I need to help myself to help people, you know, so I have to have money. I have to make money so that I can be comfortable, so that I can dedicate all the time that I want to helping people and starting up charities and doing things like that. So, um, you know, I took that, I took that mentality and I took that knowledge that I had got where millionaires were, were putting their money and what they were doing. And I started reading on real estate. I went to a free seminar that, um, I heard on the radio, actually, I went to a free seminar and, um, this seminar basically broke down, uh, real estate investing. And that was really the first time that I, I walked out of that meeting and I decided I'm going to do fucking real estate. And the crazy thing about this is, is that at the time, um, my BMW that I had, a 335i, went into the dealership so many times and was out of warranty that literally the dealership had to keep it because of how junked it was. It was breaking down on me all the time. After a while, I had a huge accident out there. So... Every time that it was out of warranty, I was paying out of my pocket for that $800 sensor, for that $1,700, um, you know, piece that's in my motor that I've never heard of that needs my car to turn on because, you know, it's blinking, the light's blinking, so I have to pay $1,700. So um, I had got rid of my, B, uh, my BMW about six months before I even left Miami, and I went and bought a 96, no, I'm sorry, not a 96. A 2000 Honda Accord with a big old dent on the side. Okay, I bought it on Craigslist for $900. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get this car until I figure out what kind of car I'm going to get and figure out what kind of job I'm going to get. Because I'm like, okay, well, what if I do cars? What if I sell cars? And I'll just see if they could hook me up with a car there, you know, get a discount there. So I had this Honda that I'm driving around. And remember, I'm, I'm out of a job. I'm in network marketing. I have enough money for my rent. I have enough money for my car, my groceries, and, you know, going out and, you know, some fun, some leisure in that. But I'm pretty tight on money. So I left this seminar, this free seminar that I went to. There's always a sales pitch after it. And these people were actually trying to sell a software system that would help you in, in actually getting good deals on what they were teaching. They were teaching you how to find deals in real estate, but you need this software to figure out if it's a good deal or not. And it was like $800. And I didn't have the $800, but I wanted to do it so bad. I was like, I can't do it because if I do it, then I'm going to start having to sell some shit in my apartment to make rent because my money is kind of structured for the next, you know, six months. So I walked out of that event feeling helpless and feeling the most hungry that I've ever felt. Because when I walked out of that event, I knew that I wanted to do real estate. I knew that there was a future for me in real estate because of how exciting and versatile it could be. But I also knew that at that very moment, I had no money to invest in real estate, no money to get my license, no money to even have a presentable car just yet for my clients in Miami that are going to be buying their $800,000 house. You know, so I wasn't going to show up in a Honda that had a busted door on the side, you know, so I had I had goals. I just didn't have the the liquid or the money, you know, the money to do it. So I knew a lot of stuff had to change. Um, 
you know, I ended up working a little part-time job, um, getting some money, saving some money. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm ready to get my license. Got my license. Actually finished my classes out there. All I had to do was go to a brokerage, activate it. Um, but before I did that, I knew that I was going to dedicate myself 100% to real estate. I knew that because my mentality has led me up to that point. You know, I was already focused and so focused that I wasn't going to quit. So when I did, you know, have the money to get my license and I got my license, um, you know, I, I knocked it out really quick, probably in about a week and a half because it's a lot shorter than uh, Texas. But um, I got my license and I was like, okay, before I activate it, let's take a little break. Let's disconnect before I go 100% in this and not have a social life for the next eight months. Let me disconnect a little bit. Let me visit home. Um, you know, my at the time, my apartment lease had just finished. And I was like, this is perfect timing. Like, this is such perfect timing. My apartment lease ends August 1st. So August 2nd, I booked a trip to El Paso. And I was like, you know what? Let me give myself a little month off. I already had my apartment lined up for when I got back, my new apartment. And um, I came to visit for a whole month. And that month was insane because I then realized, you know, why I had to trust the process. I had, I realized, you know, why I had to go through what I went through, go through that year of eating shit, go through those three years of not being happy, learn the things that I did leading up to all this so that I can show up to El Paso, you know, my first week get a little tour of El Paso. I hadn't seen it in like a year and a half. And I felt in my gut that I needed to be here. But the thing that stopped me from even making that decision, um, you know, was the fact that El Paso, people in El Paso have this stigma of people that leave El Paso, if they come back, they failed or they didn't make it. So I wanted to avoid that stigma at all costs. I came to El Paso and even though I missed my family, I wanted to be with my family, I wanted to be home, I felt even if I wanted to, I couldn't because people talk, you know? So after a couple of days of feeling like that, I, I, I kind of just got myself out of that, that little environment. I took a little drive and I realized, you know, it doesn't matter what the fuck people think. It doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter what they say of me. They could think I failed. They could think I didn't. I realized that El Paso and El Paso is growing way too much from what I was always used to. When I was in El Paso before I moved, El Paso was a small city. You know, El Paso, we were, we, everybody in El Paso was always hoping for a baseball stadium or exposure or somebody famous to come out of here, you know, things like that. And in that time that I was gone, El Paso transformed. And when I got back that one month, focused and mindset, real estate, I'm going to kill it in Miami. I'm going to build this empire. Um, you know, when I did that and when I, had, when I came back, I realized I want to be part of this growth. I want to be part of this story that El Paso is going to be able to say, remember back in 2015, to 2025 when El Paso had that huge growth spurt 
and everything came here. We had soccer stadiums and baseball stadiums, and we had famous people coming out here. We had so many people coming to the city to visit. I want to be part of that. And I realized that even though I wanted to build that in Miami, the thing that was stopping me was that stigma of people thinking or saying that I failed. So when I realized, you know, who gives a shit what you think, you know, who gives a shit what you think? You've been doing the same shit for 10 years. You've been doing the same thing since we've been out of high school and your opinion is so big on me, you know, but that's when I realized like I've accomplished so much. I've learned so much. Me deciding or thinking or trying to think of staying, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I felt like I was going to fail in. I knew I would succeed no matter what I do, no matter what city I do real estate in. I just knew that with the goals, you know, with the mentality that my mentors helped me develop, my goals were way too big. And for one, for me to stop or for me to fail or for me to quit. But two, I realized that, you know, it's a way smarter decision for me, no matter what anybody and everybody says, it's a smarter decision for me to accomplish the goals that I have in the city that I'm from because my network is here. My family's here. I know the city. I love the city. So, you know, when I, when I had that mentality, when I just said, fuck it, you know, I, um, I decided, okay, I'm going to get my fucking license. I'm going to get my real estate license out here now in Texas. I just went through the whole thing in Miami. Now I'm going to do it back to back in Texas. But if I am going to do it, I told myself, you know, if I am going to do it, if I am going to move from Miami, Florida, the 305, the sunny, beautiful city that it is, and I'm going to come back home to the city that I love, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do real estate. That's it. You know, I'm going to focus and dedicate myself to accomplishing the goals that I had. Um, At the time, you know, the goals that I set forth for myself were huge. And it's so funny um, that we're actually doing this right now, this podcast and this YouTube channel, because the goals that I did set for myself back in Miami, back before I even thought I was going to move to El Paso, were, you know, to be the number one realtor in the city. And this was in Miami. To have the number one YouTube channel in the uh, in the country as far as real estate, you know, the number one real estate YouTube channel um, to have a podcast, even though I was like, I wonder if people are even going to be listening to podcasts in the next year or two. You know, I see podcasts having a huge future, but now I'm doing podcasts. Now I'm doing a YouTube channel. This all just started uh, two months ago, right? Two months ago. This started two months ago. I've been back for a year, you know, but trusting the process Trusting, you know, your gut and going with your best interest, you know, is always the best move. And I'm telling you out of experience, you know, when I did make that decision to come back, so many things just lined up in Miami. You know, I was single. I had, uh, you know, I was just to myself, super reserved, focused 100 percent on myself. I was dating myself and loving myself and taking myself out to the movies, you know, so. I was doing all these things to myself and not to myself, um, you know, for myself and with myself, not with myself either. <laughs> this is a, <laughs> but, um, you know, I was doing all those, all these things that sounded really bad, huh? <laughs> it sounded really bad. So, 
where I was going with this <laughs> was, you know, in Miami, I was uh, by myself. I learned to be by myself. But, you know, when I immediately took that first step in deciding, okay, you know what? The best decision for me is to be back in El Paso, no matter what anybody says. The best decision for me and my goals to be the number one realtor, to be the number one resource, to have that YouTube channel, the number one real estate YouTube channel, to have a podcast, you know, for all these things to come into place, for me to be the first millionaire in my family, you know, for all these things to happen, I knew that the only way, not only way, but the fastest way for these things to happen, for me to achieve my goals was to be back in the city that I love and be back at home, you know? So I took that step and I got it a lot of times, you know, I got a lot of people coming up to me and telling me, you know, I thought you failed when you got back, which is exactly what I thought they were gonna say, you know, exactly what I thought they were gonna say. And they said it, but they always follow up with, but you're doing really good, but you're doing really good here. And that to me is just no surprise. Not being confident, not, I mean, not too, being too overconfident, not being cocky either, but it's all part of the plan, you know? So my success, you know, people, and people do ask me a lot and tell me a lot, like, what do I need to do or how can I figure out what I need to do? And they'll ask me for advice. I wouldn't, I, and I guess it's, you know, because they see me or where I'm at right now. But for me, I don't see myself successful just yet. I don't see myself up there, you know, because... I haven't hit the goals that I want to hit. I'm on track and I'm on the way to hit these goals, you know, but as of hitting my goals right now or being satisfied right now, that doesn't exist at the moment because these goals are a lot bigger than even me. You know, these goals are about legacy. And for me, you know, leaving a legacy for my kids, you know, is going to be something bigger than, you know, is bigger than me binge watching on Game of Thrones for a whole weekend, you know? What can I do with that weekend? Um, And that's what I think a lot of people that are going through that stage in their life that I went through, that stage that I don't know what is my next move. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what I should be doing, you know? If you're going through that stage, don't, don't put so much pressure or stress on you to force yourself to grow or to be in that stage. Things happen for a reason. And I think everybody, you know, at this point in life, wherever you are, the decisions that you have made up until this point, up until the predicament or situation or success story or failure story that you have or that you're in right now is all based and um, result, you know, a direct result of your decisions. So I think, you know, if you are complaining or you don't know what to do or you don't you know you don't have that idea of what I should be doing or what my purpose is take your time and figure it out you know it's not going to come overnight and I learned that I mean I didn't I feel like I didn't really figure it out until I was 26 and I thought I figured it out since I was fucking 16 you know since I was 16 I was like I fucking figured it out I'm just gonna do this I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this and none of that stuff worked out you know I was gonna do border patrol I was gonna do this I was gonna do this And none of that stuff happened because I wasn't supposed to do it. I'm supposed to be sitting right here, you know, on Wednesday, April the 11th at 725 in front of my girlfriend and in front of my marketing team, uh, the Sosas. You know, I'm supposed to 
<laughs> the Sosas. <laughs> we got them on camera. But, um, you know, my purpose wasn't to be a Border Patrol agent. My purpose wasn't to be a baseball player. My purpose wasn't to be a rapper because <laughs> I rapped. For those of you that don't know, and you won't because I've deleted everything on YouTube. <laughs> Even though I will say my music wasn't that bad. It was pretty cool. But, you know, I wasn't supposed to do any of those things. What I'm supposed to be doing right now, April 11, 2018, at 725, now 726, is sitting here and talking about my story and sharing it with my podcast, my YouTube channel, for that one person that hears the message that I'm delivering right now that, you know, do you. You don't have to figure it out right now. Don't worry about what people say. Just trust the process. You know, get your mind right. And good things will happen, but you have to start making good decisions now. And good decisions aren't getting fucked up every weekend, buying bottles, um, you know, getting a fucking Lambo when you can barely afford it. Um, those aren't the best decisions right now. You know, figure it out. It's okay to drive a 2001 Honda Accord that's beat up after you've driven a, a really cool Beamer. You know, it's okay to eat shit, to figure out things. You know, who cares what people think or who cares what people say about what you're driving or what you're doing or what you're wearing? All that is so minuscule. It doesn't matter. You know, we're all going to die. We're all going to be in a casket or in a pot or spread all over the ocean. You know, we're all going to die. And that's just how it is. So why waste your one life on shit that doesn't matter or other people's opinions? You know, it doesn't matter. So... I think, you know, overall, um, you know, I'm super happy and grateful for everything that's happened in my life. I now understand at this point, you know, I didn't understand a year ago. I didn't understand two years, 10 years ago. But now at the second, at this very moment, I do understand why I'm here and what I'm doing, what I'm supposed to be doing, you know. So even though you haven't figured it out yet, just, you know, give it some time, figure it out. And you'll be okay. But it all starts with, you know, figuring out yourself first, getting out of that routine that you're stuck in. If you don't like, you know, your circle or if you don't like what you're doing, take a step back. Because I guarantee you those steps back will result, you know, if you do the right actions, if you if you have enough discipline, will result in a lot more steps forward. But it really just comes down to you taking that initiative, you know. So that's kind of my spill, you know, that's really why I came back to El Paso. And since I've been back, you know, so many great things have happened. Um, you know, I have a girlfriend. I've been very successful in real estate and and I'm happy now. You know, I'm with my family. I'm I'm not I'm not far away from those birthdays and those holidays. And, and you know, everything is just lining up to where it should be. Miami will always be there. You know, it's not going anywhere. California may going somewhere but not Miami you know it's gonna stay there so if I do want to retire if I do want to go back you know and who's to say that I won't you know who's to say that in five years I'm not gonna be the number one real estate agent in El Paso and Miami Florida you know but at this very moment this is what we're doing we're doing the podcast we're doing day in the life vlog you know we're 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 changing right now the game and the face of real estate in El Paso and I'm, I'm, I'm saying that because I'm very confident that we are. There's nobody doing what we're doing right now because this has been part of the plan, you know? So 
that I kind of just want to end on that. You know, I, I kind of went into my story a little bit about, you know, what got me here, what got me this this kind of mindset because, again, I never really had this mindset, you know. I wasn't the smartest and I'm not saying I'm the smartest now or the most successful, but I have learned enough common sense or enough things to make me understand that, you know, there's more to life than being miserable and there's more to life than settling, um, you know, for what you don't want. So go after what you want um, and hopefully this message spoke to you guys. Uh, and if it did, drop some comments. Let me know. Uh, hopefully you guys like this podcast, even though we did take a step back from, you know, normal podcasts. And uh, we're going to be continuing, you know, to to be interviewing, uh, you know, these influencers, entrepreneurs, uh, movers and shakers all around the city and out of the city. Uh, I know we have a couple special podcasts uh, lined up with some pretty big influencers in the country and in the world. So we're going to have some big names on these podcasts. Um, you know, this is episode number four. Uh, hopefully you guys stick with us and stay with us. You know, I'm excited really to, you know, one day say episode 1000 uh, when we get to that point. And I was actually doing the math today. If we do 54 episodes, one a week for the next 20 years, we will hit 1000. Whoa. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it. You guys are probably going to be watching me in uh, some VR and probably shaking my hand and, and hanging out with me, drinking a, a whiskey glass of uh, something good. So hopefully you guys like the podcast. Hopefully you guys like my story. If you guys have any other questions, uh, you know, tune in and drop them in the comments. We'll be answering them next week. <laughs>